From Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the IFN Podcast. I am Nisreen and I'll be your host today. Joining me in this episode is Dr. Horia Al-Islami from Indonesia's Hajj Fund Manager BPKH. Thank you so much for being here with us, Dr. Horia. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so um, right off the bat, let's talk about the collaboration with the IDB that has just been finalized. Uh, do you want to share it with us, uh, what the project is about and Indonesia's involvement with it? Sure. First of all, thanks for this uh, opportunity. We, it is a pleasure to be mm. here and to actually share about our new initiative and mm-hmm. it will be something very interesting for all of us, considering the fact that in Indonesia, uh, sovereign funds are usually are not allowed to invest abroad. So we are the only uh, sovereign fund in Indonesia that, by law, is authorized to invest abroad. But that's understandable due to uh, the fact that, of course, BPKH, you know, we are concentrate our investment in the future for those related to Hajj and the pilgrimage in Saudi is including uh, in Medina. Right. So respect to this particular one, and and actually we uh, we give this privilege um, priority to you. You are the only one I've uh, spoken today. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, actually, my dear, we have just executed the transaction today. So nice. we're the first one to congratulations and thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you so much. So as of today, we have had uh, our investment registered with ISDB. It is mm-hmm. the APIF, the Alcaf uh, Properties Investment Fund. Uh, despite the name Alcaf, but uh, this uh, project itself is actually commercial in nature. It okay. is a mixture between the SDG and the commercial aspect of it because the idea is very much in order to enable countries to develop and to have the improvement, the value, uh, the value increase of the outcome in the respective jurisdiction. So right. the, uh, this is where the ISDB on those entities that invest in the fund will actually mm-hmm. come in, come into play, play its role, try to develop at commercial terms, but at the end, whatever is the uh, result of the development, it has to be dedicated by the country, the respective country, for wakaf purposes. Right. So the APIF will work together with a beneficiary organization yes. to provide the financing. Correct. And, and the total financing will also be supported by the IDB with around 100 million USD. Correct. This is the total size of the fund at the moment, but okay. it's going to be increased very soon. They already have the in-principle approval from the ISDB. Gotcha. Okay. And um, how about um, Indonesia? What kind of response do you expect from Indonesia for this kind of you know, financing? Yes. Uh, Alhamdulillah. Actually, we are looking at this particular initiative as a strategic partnership with ISDB for mm-hmm. several reasons. First of all, of course, it is very important and very uh, it's a matter of priority to us that we have to uh, keep and align very good relationship with the ISDB, especially due to the 
stature of the ISDB itself, the, the position it has. And of course, since at the end of the day, when we talk about pilgrimage, we are talking about the presence in Saudi Arabia. So having Correct. a very strategic partner like ISDB can really actually benefit us in order for us to, uh, to materialize our uh, long-term uh, objective. Right. That's the first one. And the second one uh, is not only about investing in ISDB per se, but it's also very much about improving the country in Indonesia because uh, ISDB, of course, being a multilateral entity, it does not only serve itself, and on the contrary, it's actually served for the benefit of the OICs members, of the ISDB members. So by, in, by BPKH investing in uh, ISDB in this APIF, we are very much hoping that because, by the way, uh, the size of our ticket actually allows us to get one seat in the supervisory committee of APIF. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm representing BPKH there. Gotcha. So it's also okay. official as of today. Uh, the, 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 the purpose by having this seat, we are hoping that we can actually contribute in directing the investment of APIF. So we are hoping, and this is among the things that we have actually had uh, the discussion with APIF representatives too, prior to our investment, that we would like to have those WAKAF project in Indonesia that has not been developed or that has not been progressing well to be looked at by APIF to actually come together to Indonesia and look, we would like you to uh, develop this project to commercially benefit from it, but at the same time to actually benefit the country out of this uh, joint partnership between BPKH and APIF. Mm, makes perfect sense. And what kind of projects are we talking about? Mostly, yes, my dear, it's, uh, Nasreen, mostly it involves the construction of building or the improvement of existing buildings, but it varies. It varies. It could be hospital, it could be in other countries, yeah, hospital, offices, malls, even. In Indonesia, for example, we already have in our pipeline the development of this very strategically located uh, property. Uh, but mm -hmm. beyond that, it's not only about the strategic location, but beyond that, this building has the historical, uh, his, it, it has history that uh, has strong uh, ties with the Islamic development in Indonesia itself, the process for the independence of Indonesia and all this, you know, the young, the youth may not ha have heard about them anymore, but we would mm. like to perpetuate that. So we would like to yeah. improve this building, make it happen. Not only that we will actually perpetuate the history, but more importantly, it could also generate income. Gotcha. So um, is there anything else that you want to add about the collaboration with IDB? You know, maybe any details that you want to share with us or any highlights? Yes, uh, there is something which, you know, uh, actually is a matter of tactical and I hope mm -hmm. we can make it happen eventually. Hmm. The, you see, it has always, it has always been a challenge to own a property in Mecca or Medina due to the legal restriction that's only Saudis, or right. if it is by way of wakaf. So why we hmm. actually want the the seat at the board? Because among the board members is the Alkaf board of Saudi Arabia. So right. we are hoping by being a partner and by establishing good relationship with this Alkaf board of Saudi Arabia, in the long run, we will be able to identify a piece of land which we can actually take it as a wakaf for our... We have special fund, Nasrin. Later on, we, uh, I would like to actually introduce you about the fund. We call it Dana Abdul yes. Umat, where mm -hmm. the fund actually is meant specifically 
to benefit the uh, the Muslim, uh, the Indonesian Muslim population. Mm. So if we can, uh, you know, identify a piece of land in Makkah or Medina and build it and use it commercially for the benefit of the Indonesian pilgrims, that will be a dream, a dream comes true. Yeah, uh, I can see it as a huge benefit for indeed um, for Indonesians. Indeed, inshallah. Know? Okay, so let's get into like the wakaf landscape of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, what's quite interesting about the wakaf landscape in Indonesia is that, you know, um, when it comes to wakaf and zakat, these are among the areas where Indonesia has been leading, I would say, uh, globally, because we have uh, this institutional badan wakaf Indonesia, the government, uh, the, the body supported by the government to actually uh, manage and monitor the wakaf. Uh, properties all over Indonesia and they have been quite mm -hmm. active and they have actually recently, just recently and BPKH actually participated in it, they issued the uh, the one and only kind of sukuk, the wakaf cash link sukuk uh, mm, it, yes. yeah, it was just at the beginning of the year, this year, before the pandemic yep. and um, eventually even the ISDB has contacted us that they would like also to contribute in it because that's the only kind that they knew in the world at the moment, yes, and uh, at the moment we have BPKH has contributed quite a good sum there, where the money yeah. actually being utilized to improve and to further develop a hospital for right, uh, ICE hospital, and okay. uh, at the same time it could also generate some income that later on the income itself will be used towards the further wakaf project. So, right, yeah, what is interesting at the end of the term. The investor has the choice whether they want to keep the capital, let the wakaf body to actually further develop and manage the fund, or they can actually take it back. Okay. Um, and uh, you also mentioned earlier just now, you were talking about BPKH's uh, wakaf uh, fund, is it? We have the Dana Abadi Umat, which yes. in English, maybe it would translate into Perpetual People Trust Fund. Right. Yeah, this is this is very interesting because you know um, I would say it is interesting because everyone feels that it's it belongs to them, <laughs> like okay. Indian Muslim, you know, they feel like oh that's my money, you know. Gotcha. Well, there, there's there's some truth in it in the sense that by law this fund is to be utilized, not the the fund itself because the fund by uh, the law actually uh, the law dictates that we have to invest the fund, but the profit that we made out of the investment. We use that for social and uh, uh, for the social responsibilities of BBKH, and and the, okay. the size of the fund itself is quite uh, is quite uh, significant. Now we have over three point six trillion, almost three point seven trillion, the size of the Dana Abadi Umat. Whereas wow. the the social uh, fund that we have been distributing the past many years for this year we have actually hundred eighty five billion rupiah. So that's mm. a small sum, out of which we have uh, distributed uh, across Indonesia. We have used, for example, uh, towards the Islamic education and dakwah for the pilgrimage services, for these uh, malls and all the um, Muslim-related facilities, as well as for the health and uh, economic of the ummah. 
Well, I mean, sorry, just to bring it back and just to clarify, mm-hmm. why, why again do people think that it's theirs? How does it work? Well, because uh, it is called dana abadi umat. So when the, the word umat, I think people feel that it's, it belongs to them, that they should okay. and it shouldn't benefit anyone else. So I think that's, that's the reason. Although, although, just to track back the history, I did here at the beginning, but it was long ago. Uh, mm. When, you know, uh, at that time, people would actually spend all their wealth to go for Hajj. Sometimes they come, they came home poor. So, and, and mm. sometimes even, you know, like those who really wanted to go there, they were very desperate. They just went without actually considering whether or not financially, they were financially able to return. So what right. happened in the past, they, there was some fund collected for that purpose. But eventually what happened as it grew, as it grew this has been the the remaining of whatever allocation, uh, the expenses for the pilgrimage each year, they went, whenever there has been some residue, actually has been accumulated towards this fund. Gotcha. Okay, well, I mean, like you said, the origins of the fund probably would have been the reason why people think that way. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, what can we expect from Indonesia in this area or in general from the BPKH that you would like to share with our listeners? Yes, um, uh, especially about the new initiative of BPKH, if you don't mind. Yes, of course. Yes, go ahead. Uh, this year was supposed to be a very interesting year for us. And mm. it was because there, has been, there have been several initiatives, but unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we have to postpone them. So, for example, right. you know, like um, the, there has been all, of course, competition, you know, Indonesian being the country with the largest Muslim population, it would like to have its presence felt in Saudi, but you don't see much in the past. So, this yeah. year we were supposed, we have been talking with the Muasasa. Uh, in Saudi, we have, inshallah, inshallah, we'll have a, a good partnership with them. So mm-hmm. supposedly, if the pilgrimage would be done this year, there was supposed to be BPKH branding everywhere on the tents, on the pillar, oh. on the jumrah, uh, mm-hmm. watches, you know, it's just that it didn't happen because, uh, well, we are not sending anyone there. And yeah. the government of Saudi has also declared last night that they are not actually accepting people from abroad. Right, and uh, but uh, this is not only about doing the Hajj itself, and not only about this particular year of the Hajj, but in the long run, because when mm-hmm. we speak about uh, about Hajj, of course, there's no other place but Saudi, as long as the Kaaba is still in Makkah, of course. Uh, yeah. Why I said there are interesting initiatives because, as I said, BPKH is the only sovereign fund that is authorized to invest abroad. This year is the year that we will actually concentrate on direct investment abroad and our focus other than Saudi of course there are some other countries but of course our focus will be Saudi and our, uh, our priorities will be setting up those investments and uh, businesses related to the pilgrimage mm-hmm. and we still have a little time left for the year because if we are going to see it for next year we have to do it this year and we are hoping right. with this uh, improvement of the condition uh, worldwide, uh, including in Indonesia, that the pandemic will be, will be over soon. So we can achieve yeah. this kind of investment. We have to go to Saudi to do it. I see you. I see what you mean. I mean, inshallah, let's hope that uh, things get better. But I think it's safe to say that we're operating on a on a different kind of uh, 
level even when things go back to quote, unquote, normal yeah but in the, the other thing which i found very interesting is right you see before i came back to indonesia towards the end on 2017 uh, and and the uh, the first few years i noticed you know it's um, uh, the way how people used to do business here they like to see physical face to face meeting that kind of thing but due to the of course uh, what I found is interesting, the fact that we could actually do our first in foreign investment without a single meeting. <laughs> Physical. Yes. <Huh? laughs> the possibilities. Yeah. And people got very creative. I mean, of course, we made, we have to make sure that all the parameters, the risk profile, the investment side, everything are met, the governance are being there. Despite of that, people got very creative and we could actually execute what otherwise people would think would require re- require us to, you know, travel. Be face-to-face. Times before we could ed- actually do it. Correct. Things are changing and we're like, we're discovering that we can actually adjust and make things work to our advantage. In a way, Alhamdulillah. it actually works for the better in that sense, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> then, then we can have longer meeting through, you know, the online, we can have a deeper discussion through the online media as well. And we achieve Correct. things, we achieve results actually faster than what Correct. would be the case if there was no pandemic. Yeah, I, I mean, like a great example would be our podcast that we're recording right now, in fact. Indeed. So. <laughs> you are right, you are right, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Dr. Huria. This is it's it was a, a pleasure, pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure. Thank you so much, and you have a good day. All right.